0: What is up, Bad Bitch Collective? I'm Haley with Strong As Hail, and for the past five years, I've been helping fitness-loving women eat to fuel their performance, ditch restrictive dieting, and get strong as hail. This podcast is your ultimate destination for unfiltered conversations about nutrition, training, mindset, and so much more. With a mission to create a culture of empowered women who embrace their strength, live confidently, and prioritize their wellness, I am so honored that you are here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Alrighty guys, so welcome to another episode of the Bad Bitch Collective. And today I have our very first guest interview, the OG of Strong as Hail, my favorite Aussie in the entire world who came into my life like a tornado and stole my heart. Izzy Rushton, you are My gal, you were just one of (laughs) my favorite people in the entire world. And I'm so excited that you're on. And I'm so excited we get to talk because, I mean, we go back. Like, we go way back. We go really back. (laughs) Like, like I remember Bobby did your on-ramp. And he comes home one day and he's like, I just did this on-ramp with this blonde girl and you have to talk to her. And I was like, what? Like, you've never told me that I have to talk to anyone before. No, you have to talk to this girl. You'll instantly be friends. And I was like, "Ah, we'll see. Bobby's got some bad taste sometimes, but he was right. (laughs) He was right about you. And I just, I can't believe that we go that far back, but- I want to open the floor for you to kind of talk about your experiences. And I really want this to be kind of you talking, me listening, they hear me enough. Um, So I just want to really hear your fitness journey from start to where you are right now. What does that look like? Because your story is wild. You've done a lot of things crazy. I
1: know. I feel like number one, we do go so far back. That's actually also crazy about Bobby because I did not know that. Oh. It's something, a new story that I've never heard before. That's so funny. I remember like walking into um Carolina CrossFit and being so like nervous about everything. And I walked in and I like kept my eyes down because I didn't want to like accidentally make eye contact with people because I was so scared. And so it's so funny enough, finding out that like that's when I first met Bobby and like adored Bobby from the start and then I met you like maybe like a week or two later and then literally we've been like besties ever since which is crazy because like if you had told me that like walking into Carolina CrossFit that day would have changed my life and like given me lifelong friends I
0: never would have believed you so that's hilarious I, I have the same exact experience and I'm like how did this happen
1: literally literally and like I came and visited you a month ago like crazy You live in my house for <laughs> oh free for like a month because I was homeless because I was You're like mad with AB for like a week and I didn't know Annabelle and you were like <laughs> okay Annabelle's okay shout out to Annabelle number one she's <laughs> already a so crazy girl <laughs> But like AB and I did not know each other. So like this has to be said on this podcast that like I was living in Haley and Bobby's house and AB's like lease with them was starting, but I wasn't leaving yet. So somehow we were just like, oh, you two can just like share a bed. AB and I did not know each other. Like, at all. I never met her in my life. And we <laughs> shared
0: a bed for like a week in your house. Creakiest bed in the entire world too because Annabelle had no furniture. (laughs) Every time
1: I'd move in the middle of the night, it would creak and wake her up, and like vice versa. We didn't know each other. So that's like such chaotic energy, but they love it. And look look at us now. Look at us now. (laughs) He's in a pod. We are, we are, and like A B is amazing. You're amazing. We're all still best friends. We survived. We survived all living in a house together.
0: That's the biggest thing. We survived your like, stuff survived you being stuff survived England. everything
1: and now we're back i live in the u.s again you're close we're gonna hang out more
0: yes and you did come and visit this what august yeah for famously yes. hot yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: okay so back to the
1: question Fitness, <laughs> yes <laughs> which is my fitness story okay i've had a bit of a crazy life i feel like just in general but my fitness has definitely been like even crazier because I feel like um, going back to high school, I, like, played a lot of soccer. I swam. Like, I've always been an athletic person, I would say. But then when I went to college, as so many people do, like, freshman year of college, I went to South Carolina. Um, I, like, completely fell off the, like, bandwagon. Did not go to the gym. Did not work out. Put on... I want to say like 30 pounds. Like it wasn't even the freshman 15. It was like the freshman 30 and it really affected like my mental health. It affected the way I was interacting with the world. I felt super self-conscious. Like it made me, I just wasn't like healthy and I wasn't treating my body like right or doing anything about my health and fitness. So flash forward to like my sophomore year, I started going to Orange Theory Fitness. Shout out Orange Theory because um, I think that that was a really great stepping stone for me as to getting back into fitness and starting to run again and starting to like use weights, like baby weights, but like using weights and like getting more comfortable in getting fit again and feeling healthy. Um and so I ended up going to Orange Theory for about 2 years lost a bunch of weight Um, but I think in one way or another, that period of my life ended up actually turning kind of toxic with my eating and my health and fitness. Um, I ended up, you know, and this is no fault of anyone's, but my own, but I ended up going to Orange Theory sometimes twice a day, or I was going, you know, like every single day and it wasn't out of a place of, I want to get fitter. It was out of a place of insecurity and wanting to be small and wanting to fit in quote unquote, um, and that also meant that I was like trying all these fad diets. Like I went keto for like four months once.
0: Which- I remember you saying that when you came into CrossFit and you, you literally were like, Haley, I don't know why I feel like such shit. And I was like, well, what are you doing? She's like, well, I eat keto. And I was like, oh, well, let's no wonder <laughs> let's snow our roll right there, ma'am. <laughs> right really
1: and I was from orange theory and keto which like now looking back I'm like that is crazy behavior because like no wonder I was exhausted all the time like I was not eating any carbs I literally I remember only eating like salami and like I don't even know weird meats and then like weird cheeses a charcuterie diet yeah Yeah, which like don't get me wrong I love our (laughs) charcuterie girl dinner there's nothing better But when I tell you that, like, that's all I was eating, that's crazy looking back. And so, but that I think sometimes you can fall into this place where you, you don't realize in your head what you're doing and that that's actually not helping you with fitness. Yeah. And so, I was trying to do this like crazy high intensity orange theory fitness like transformation but then I was also doing all these fad diets of not eating carbs or under eating and I was so under eating like I was eating probably like 1200 calories a day and I would like I would I remember telling my roommate like oh yeah like if I can get to the week and eat 1200 calories every single day then I'll like treat myself on Saturday and that is so just looking back so like unhealthy and toxic and just This like period of my life that I've learned a lot from, and this is where you come in in a second, but (laughs) a period of my life that I um, really struggled. I had no energy. I was going to bed before the sun went down at like 7 p.m. I had no energy to go to social events. I was constantly tired. I constantly felt more insecure about my body. um, And it was just, yeah, a hard period of my life. So long story short, I get to the end that I'm kind of starting my junior year of college, kind of getting into later in that year. Um, And I remember one of the Orange Theory coaches was like, you should try CrossFit. You would love it. Shout out to Greta. Shout out to Greta for that because I freaking love her. I do too. She's amazing. She's amazing. And she changed my life because she enabled me to meet you. Um, And she was like, You've been going here long enough, basically. And like, if you want to stay, that's great, but you should also try CrossFit because you really like lifting weights and you're strong. And I think that you'd be good at it. And so she told me that probably halfway through my junior year, but it didn't, it took me until like the end of my junior year um, to go and try it because I was so nervous about CrossFit and about, you know, I like everyone knows it's a little scary. It's scary. People like it feels scary, and like look at you now, like you're like wearing your like pink blue women like like hoodie. Like you're not scary at all. Like not by any means. But in my head, I was like, oh my goodness, they're intense, and like it's gonna be crazy, and all these things. So somehow, racked up the courage at the end of my junior year, um, to go and finally try CrossFit um and I walked in and as we were talking about I did the on-ramp with Bobby and instantly fell in love with it was like obsessed with it um and was like I was like lifting the bar and thought, thought that that was like the coolest thing ever and yeah. I was literally like snatching the bar like even not even like Bobby was giving me pipes like <laughs> <laughs> literally like the pvc pipes yeah. i was using the pvc pipe and just, which crazy. crazy looking back now um and but instantly fell in love with it um and then how about you is because i actually started going to the morning classes before yeah. school and you were coaching the morning classes so seven, six seven <laughs> There you go. And I would go and um, I remember loving your classes. And so um, and Sophia and Haley and I would go to your classes um, and girl gang. And I remember you just talking about uh, nutrition and how you were a nutrition coach. And I barely knew you then. But I remember in my head thinking, you know, if I want to get good at CrossFit and want to lift more than the PVC pipe, then i'm probably going to need to make a change because this is not you know this isn't working for me 1200 calories is not working for me it's not sustainable i can't do it forever um and i wanted somebody to guide me um and i think that i i think i just messaged you or dm would you on instagram right up
0: dm would me on instagram and it was the wildest thing i was like <laughs>
1: what and I was probably, I remember being so intimidated by you because I was like, she's so cool. And she's so good at CrossFit, which you are still really, really cool and really, really good at CrossFit. But
0: That's debatable now. <laughs> no, no,
1: no, you still are. But I remember back then being like, I, this girl's my idol. Like you were my idol. You still are. But you, like, you know what I mean? And so to DM you that is crazy behavior. Um, But That's I was good. like, it's I true. need help. And she's awesome. And I want her to help me. So anyway, so basically, I guess I'll finish the journey. And then we can talk about nutrition more. Um, but did CrossFit for two years. Um, and I kept cross kept going
0: across it got a lot better lifted Absolutely more weight. crushed it. Like, but not like you're the perfect like CrossFit psycho. Like where you're just like I'm gonna figure this out yeah. even if I have to die. Yes, yes, <laughs> that is so true. Oh
1: my God, that is, it's so problematic, but it's so true. Like I will run myself into the ground before I full sender through and through. And yes. I think that's why we get along so well. Yes, I'm like I'm gonna either either finish
0: or or die trying. So let's let's yes. go let's do it like the day I remember this so vividly. And I don't know why this is such like a critical memory in my brain, but you were, we were doing dumbbell snatches one day and the workout had 50 pound dumbbell snatches. And you looked at me and you were like, should I try it? And I'm like, well, can you do the 35? And you were like, yeah, I can do it. Okay. And I was like, Um, well, let's try it and see what happens. Like, the worst that can happen is you don't lift it, and you did that entire workout with 50s, having never touched a 50 pound dumbbell in your life. That's crazy, but it's so true. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I remember that day
1: and being like, I don't know where I got that superhuman strength from because like box knots and snatches, and I was like, This girl is psycho, and I love it. crazy like I don't know if I I don't think I could do that now so that's cool that was like that was it was just that day
0: I like ate some carbs that day or something decided you were gonna do it and I'm like this is the psycho I've been looking for there you go there you go and that's why I loved
1: CrossFit I think because it like enabled me and like you're the same way like there's always something to get better at or do and that's why I like love and still like I don't do CrossFit now which we'll talk about in a second but I still love the sport because like it's so just everyone wants to be better and everyone wants to better themselves and work really hard and just like try out things until you figure it out like if you've ever seen and I know you have for people listening if you've ever seen someone trying to figure out how to handstand walk I think that's the most iconic
0: <laughs> it's the
1: best <laughs> because you have to fall down a million times before you get it absolutely absolutely you have to like fall you- right like you can't just like half it. you have to like really go for it so I think anyway that's where I'm at with CrossFit. Um, so I guess the rest of my fitness journey, I did CrossFit for two years. I moved to England for a while. I kept doing CrossFit there. Um, I did my master's degree, so it was kind of hard to do it as much. Um, and the box was kind of further out, but I still kept it going Moved back to Australia, still kept it going. Um, went to a great gym there with incredible coaches too. Um, And then I moved to New York City in January of this year. Um, And I guess like fitness for me now, I think back in the day, it was like a hobby, whereas fitness for me now is like a lifestyle, the way I would describe it, um, and something that's like really integral to me. And so while I ended up actually not doing CrossFit in New York, just because it was like not many options, very expensive, um, that kind of thing, I have now recently transitioned and I say this in loose terms to being a runner. You are such yeah. a it's it's crazy um because okay. who would have thought that I would be a runner. Um but I got involved in New York really early on with a bunch of run clubs um as a way to make friends in New York honestly and as a full sender that I am someone said do you want to run the New York marathon? And I thought, you know what? I do. <laughs> Absolutely, I do. <laughs> and so long story short, for the last, like, um, since, the start, since the start of July, actually, I've been training for the New York City Marathon. And it's finally here. It's in about three and a half weeks, which right. is crazy. Um, so in about three and a half weeks, I'll be running the New York Marathon, which is one of the six major marathons in the world.
0: Yes. Uh, and didn't you run your 20 this past weekend?
1: Yes. So I've done two weekends in a row of 20 miles. So we're feeling good though. Like finished felt great. Could have run more.
0: Um, and so we're, we're hopeful for the actual day. Yeah. So what's the next runs that you have to do since it's three weeks away?
1: So I'm in taper, um, which thank goodness for that. Uh so I'm in taper weeks now. So I've did two weeks of twenty miles as my long runs. Um this upcoming weekend I'll do probably sixteen or seventeen if I get peer pressured by my friends to run an extra mile. Um, and then I'll go down to fourteen and then I'll probably do a 10 before, and those will be my long runs.
0: Gosh, that's so exciting. I can't believe- wait.
1: I know. Isn't that crazy? Like I've been talking about this for so long. Like if you know me personally, you know, this is my whole personality right now. So
0: (laughs) I think everyone's going to be happy when it's over. No, I cannot wait. You're going to do incredible. Thanks. Cool. So then let's get back to this nutrition conversation because I remember when you messaged me, like you were a client of strong as hail, I say in quotation marks. Four strong as hail was strong as hail. Which like, is crazy. I was literally just, I was coaching you, yep. Annabelle, Reagan, just because I wanted to get like experience and you needed help. And I was like, I can help you. So like, it wasn't necessarily that I was doing it for a job or a career yep. like I am now, but it's still just so crazy. Cause I remember you messaged me and I remember when I asked you, I was like, so what does eating look like for you yep. now? and you, dude this is when things were still on Google sheets and which like, is crazy but wild. yeah absolutely wild and I remember you like you tracked your food for a couple days in my fitness pal and I went back and I looked in it and I remember one day you ate like 800 calories and I was like this yep. is wild. <laughs> like this is yep. interesting. But I remember you telling me about the ice cream thing. Like you would eat like normal throughout the week and your normal was like 800 to 1200 calories. And then you'd be like, yes, yeah. And then I just eat an entire like pint of ice or not like even a pint. It was a quart at that point. You were like, right. I ate an entire quart of ice cream. She has <laughs> <Just> crazy behavior. <laughs> so you came in, you were doing keto and all that stuff and it wasn't working for you. So you decided you need a change. Yeah. What did it look like from there?
1: So I remember meeting with you and being really honestly like having to be I think because in my heart I knew that that wasn't right like I knew for anyone who's ever kind of under eaten or gone through anything like that like you know that like there's part of you that's like this is so normal and like this is what I should be doing to fit a certain ideal or to be thin or to be whatever and then there's this other part of you that's like you know that there's something off and wrong and you shouldn't be doing that. Like, you know, you shouldn't be eating 800 calories a day. And then on the weekend eating literally a quart of ice cream, like that's like not a healthy behavior and it's also not sustainable in any way. Um, and so I remember being really scared to me with you because I think that I had to admit to someone other than myself that that's what was happening and that like I was eating like that. Um, but You made me feel so comfortable from the start and I knew we're in this together. We really were like in this together. (laughs) Yeah. And I knew I wanted to get stronger and something that I really love. And I, I will sing this from the rooftops is that CrossFit completely changed my life. And like you and CrossFit completely changed my life in terms of feeling confident in my own skin and getting stronger and wanting to be stronger and also wanting to be able to like go through my life, not feeling tired and like eating enough to do that. And so we met and I remember, I remember I was talking about macros and I think you gave like a number or something as to like how many calories that would be. And I literally lost my mind. Like I was just like, I'm going to have to eat. How, how, wait, are you serious? Because I was already eating like around what I needed to be eating. And then I, I can't even remember the number you said and you would know better. But like, I just remember like that I number. Thousand. Yeah, probably like 2000. And I was like,
0: 2000? You active. You were always very active. That was never an issue for you. Right,
1: right. I was always super active. I had like, was working out every day. So like, no wonder I had to eat 2000 calories, which is like what I eat like now or even like more. Um, And so it took- but I guess looking back from there to now, it's been such a journey because you can't obviously go from just eating like 800 calories to 2000. It doesn't really like work like that mentally and physically. Um, And so I think from there, it was really like trusting the process. And I think you and I had to go through kind of like a, our relationship definitely got stronger because it was like I was trusting you and like you had to trust me as well in that and that I wanted to be better. And in order to be better, I had to listen to somebody who knew more than I did. Um, and so I think it was to trust the process after that. Um, I know we started looking at how many calories and macros I was eating. Um, I also would say I wasn't eating like particularly like, uh, what would the word be? Like, food with good macros in it like I was eating a lot of just like empty kind of meals that weren't giving me enough protein definitely not eating enough protein Uh, protein
0: was a big one
1: protein was a huge one um and I still like I still struggle. wait say that again
0: we're eating like 40 grams a day yeah if that
1: like if that
0: yeah that Um, was a good
1: day right that was a good day and so, like for me now, like protein's still hard to get now, and it, but I have like a million and one tools in order to get it. Um, I think protein protein's hard for everybody to hit their uh, to hit their macro number, but I think from there it was probably over what the course of like a year, right? Where we kind of like tried and tested things, and there was definitely weeks where I struggled, and I like either like underate or even then it became like overeating a little, and then figuring out what was best for my body and what my body reacted best to um but I remember and this is crazy we used to take progress pictures and there was like it was like something like three months in you like texted me and I had like I had like put my progress picture up and you texted me and you were like Izzy have you have you looked at your progress pictures and I was like no not really And you were like, go in right now and put them side by side. And I did. And oh my God,
0: it was crazy. That's crazy, literally. Literally one of my favorite transformations to date because of that thing, because of that exact conversation we had. And it wasn't even that like, my favorite part of working with you is that you were really wanting to learn and understand how to fuel your body so that you would feel better, right? Yes. So like really bad. <laughs> I right. remember you yes. telling me a lot of those things, and that was a really fun. Like, I'm very lucky from the sense of being a nutrition coach that that was when I was working with nutrition coaches as well. And I kind of learned that and go like, it wasn't just about aesthetics, you know? Um, Because I feel like that's kind of where we all start. That's how we all get into fitness fitness to change your body, but working with someone who really legitimately just wants to get stronger, like all of those things that you do inside the gym and making your food support those things, it creates the best transformations every time. And every time- it's one of those sneaky things like I'm like uh hello have you like put those side by side yet? And it's- I hadn't. And then it like blew my mind because it was more <laughs>
1: like at that point it was like a byproduct of like feeling yeah. like I had started to lift heavier and like I was starting to get like PRs every week and I was like putting big girl weights on the bar and sure. I started to be able to like almost almost guys do a pull-up and it was like like it was you know I could see that I was getting stronger and I felt more energetic I felt like I could get up and go to CrossFit and like do well and I felt like I could give my all at like school or I felt like I could like I wasn't waking up tired every single day and so I think that there was so many aspects of that that changed my life that it was like number one like just feeling better And being like a human and being able to like interact with family and friends. And then also seeing like my progress in the gym and just like, I wasn't lifting the bar anymore. I was putting weights on it and I was like crushing workouts that I never thought that I could have
0: crushed, including that 50 pound dumbbell, because let me tell you, it was so easy too. you just started flinging it and you did like an unbroken set of 10 and I was like, excuse me. (laughs) for that that's
1: insane I would like tell that now I could not do that now so that's very impressive I really think you could just from your sheer willpower oh yeah oh yeah and I think it was this is so bad and I'll admit this and I admit this now but I think it's because I remember where it was in the gym and like you Q and like somebody else was like sitting under the clock like you know near the front on the boxes was, yes yes and I was like, they're watching. <laughs> I must lift the 50
0: pound dumbbell if they're watching. Well, I think part of it too, was like, after you asked, there was a moment where you were like, "Huh?" Oh, like that little moment where you're like, can I really do it? And then we were like, well, you pulled it out. You have to do it now. Okay.
1: Right. And I lifted it and I threw it around. So there you go. What the things that your mind can help you do. Um, but I think the third thing that I was going to say as well is like through our food, like my food journey and like your health, like I also super changed my like perception of my own body and then also like my confidence with food. And like I started to see it as more of like food is fuel and it's like fueling you rather than like food is something that like is like changing your body or like which it does. But like in my head, it was it was some an evil thing that I yeah. didn't even touch you know and you helped me to understand that it was fuel and that if I wanted to be good at CrossFit or wanted to be good at sport in general or just like have fun in my everyday life that that was what I needed and so honestly like you pulled me out of a really dark place and like it could completely changed my life with how I even perceive food now um, and I think even like through this marathon training, it's been so integral, um, to making sure that I'm fueled and can run really far and can feel like good. And my muscles can handle it. Um, and so we've come
0: a long way, but you really did change my life. I always like to say though, like my role in all of this, and I say this to every single person I talk to when it comes to fitness and nutrition is I can lead a horse to water, but I cannot make it drink. Like I can give you every tool and tool like in the toolbox. And if you don't use it, it's not going to do anything, but you are so good at, even if it didn't work, having that communication with me and being like, because you and I had very different lifestyles. I was very much like, I'm a meal prepper. I eat the same thing every day. You were very in the social scene, but because that was kind of like your like college career required it. You were in a sorority, you were president of the university, like you were an incredibly social person. And so that was a lot of eating out, a lot of like drinks, a lot of like social events, whereas I didn't really do much of that. So I don't understand that part as much. But Even with doing all of those things, you still took the tools and you applied it to the meals. You applied it to like drinking water with your alcohol, like having protein with your beverage, like when you're drinking alcohol as well, instead of just full sending it, you know? Um, So I can lead a horse to water, but I cannot make it drink. So that was on you, my gal. That was on you. You created that, not me. I just steered you in the direction
1: well I remember even having conversations about that though and like me being like okay like eat out a lot and like what do I do in that aspect and at that time I didn't know it's actually crazy that you brought that up because I was just thinking like wow so many decisions that I make now in my like nutrition and my like health and fitness actually come from your advice and this is years later like the way that I eat out at restaurants now or the way that I like like drink alcohol or the way that I do anything actually comes from a lot of your advice years ago that I has that's really stuck with me and like that's still the way that I like navigate the world so interesting
0: i think that that is one of the reasons that a lot of people kind of hold themselves back when it comes to nutrition coaching yeah. or not. and i think that there are a lot of nutrition coaches to be wary of with that right but when i and meeting an individual and like when I was talking to you and we were talking about your nutrition I need it to fit your life for yeah. this exact purpose so that it can be something sustainable that you can carry with you even what three years later now that is insane Right. Um. because like if you eat out a lot that's your lifestyle we have yep. to make it work for you you're not going to meal prep like I do and that's okay like not everyone has to do that. And I don't think a lot of people understand that the goal of a nutrition coach should not be to fit you into these little check boxes that they think is what nutrition looks like. It's to work with you and find a way to make it sustainable for your lifestyle. Otherwise, it's going to be a crash and burn.
1: because like even now like I'm still not a meal prep girly I wish I was and I like I think that it would make so much sense but like I live in New York City now I like work I commute to work like if you've ever lived in New York City or been there you know that like people don't really eat at home like I mean they do but like There's so many incredible restaurants and there's after work drinks and like, there's always like somewhere to go and somewhere to eat and like, I'm never home. So meal prepping for me is still not really my lifestyle and it wouldn't work in terms of my schedule. Um, so having those like easy tips and advice from three years ago, literally, um, that now translate into my life now in New York um, it still makes a huge difference. Like, I still look when I go to a restaurant, I still pick on the menu. I'll look for something that's like a protein and a vegetable. Like, I'll get the salmon and a vegetable. Oh my or, gosh, that's so funny. Literally, it's crazy because, like, I, I the I'm excited. It's like, are you coaching me through what I? literally this is actually crazy because I had never thought about this like this is the way that I like look at a menu now and I never would have done that for you <laughs> so that's so funny or like I'll get like a glass of red wine instead of like a margarita because I'm like okay it's just like like I don't know better in a lot of ways or yeah. you know or I'll do like a glass of red wine and then I'll do like a soda water or something because I'm like I don't really need the extra alcohol or whatever and so it's just like your advice and your tips has literally changed my life
0: three years later. That is so funny that you immediately went to the protein and vegetable. Cause I'm like, that is what I say. Yes. That is what you say. And that is now
1: how I think I'm like, Oh, can I just get the salmon? But instead of like, instead of whatever the Mac and cheese, I'm just going to get the vegetables, the broccoli. And then don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I love a dessert. I'll always order always like dessert. dessert. You've got to oh, get the dessert always. Uh, but it's like, I make, I literally make decisions now because of stuff you said to me three years ago. I
0: think that, that's so funny cuz I was having this conversation with another client the other day cuz she's traveling to Haiti and she was really worried about it. And even another woman who was talking to me, she's like, "I travel a lot, I eat out a lot. Like how am I going to do macros and do that?" And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." Like, you don't have to do macros at a restaurant. Like if right. we if we break it down into its simplest parts to where it's like you literally you can just look at a menu and be like, "Okay, this has a protein, that has a produce. Good. I'm good to go." Yeah. Yep. Oh, you get to enjoy such a stress-free way of eating and living. It's so productive. And it's like, it's literally, I say it all the time, work smarter, not harder.
1: Exactly. Work smarter, not harder. And you'll be fine. That's actually so funny. I've really haven't thought about that in a long time about how, Uh,
0: what goes through my head has come from you. That is literally so funny. You started mentioning the produce and then there's the vegetables. And I'm like, yep. It's like, you get that, like, uh, what's it called? Deja vu moment where you're Deja like,
1: vu. you're like, whoa, I do say that. <laughs>
0: I write that in a check-in at one point. I'm like, you oh God, I did. Like you probably texted me <laughs> it, like in a
1: check-in and I have taken that for years. You've got, you've got your produce, you got your veg, you got your
0: carb. You're good. You're good. You are good to go. It's literally that easy. That freaking easy. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. So now you're running the marathon. Yes. So that came because it's just harder to get to CrossFit in New York City. Yep. Totally understand. That's one thing that I've also like always been grateful for is that like in like even in Columbia, like it's a city, but it's not in right. New York City. Like I can't even imagine trying to get to a CrossFit gym. I mean, don't you have to take a train to work?
1: You would have to take yeah. So I'd subway to work, which is already 35 minutes. And yeah. right. And there's only like there's a uh, there's some CrossFit gyms, but like the main ones in union square. Um, and it's like, number one, really expensive. New York in general is just really expensive. Um, and number two, it's like a little out of the way for me. So it would be hard to just like get there and like get to work. Um, and so I'm not saying I won't ever go back to CrossFit. I still love the sport and I still love everything about it. I still like weight train now. Um, but running just became kind of the forefront of my life
0: here in New York. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's really been fun to like carry or see your journey. Cause like right. from when you very first started to where you are now, like it's a complete switch and it's so cool. But what have you found is the biggest thing with fueling for a marathon versus CrossFit? Like, what's the biggest difference there?
1: So I feel like there's like I guess two prongs to this because like one of the main um kind of Things about endurance sports is fueling during so you'll find like crossfit you obviously have to fuel during but you have breaks to do that in between events or you have like you know there's opportunities to sit and fuel between events at competitions or before and after when you're running a marathon for like i'll probably be my plan is to go sub four and a half so like let's say four and a half hours right You are running in an event for four and a half hours. Like like, which is crazy. My run on Saturday, literally yesterday, was three and a half hours where I was running for three and a half hours. Training too, not even the real thing. That's crazy right and so it's like and i've been explaining this to so many people and it's so fun actually being a part of the running community and knowing about nutrition just a little because it's been it's enabled me to like help others even though i like it's like That's very big level but it's like you need to intake carbs like because your body will literally deplete of them. Yes. And when you're running for three and a half hours, four and a half hours, um, fueling actually becomes a really big part of it. And like being able to keep going and still feel like comfortable in your run and still like have your breathing under control and your muscles not like completely fatigue. Um, and so one thing that is a beautiful part of endurance sports is all the weird gels and goos. <laughs> and disgusting I like food are you tired I, of them yet <laughs> yes I have to for the record I have to shot them like as in like I have like a goose that I put in my mouth and I put water in my mouth and I shot it because I cannot bring myself to taste it because it is so gross <laughs> like I'm so over them it's so bad for sure and i've tested so many because you have to you try wow. all different ones and i found a lot didn't work with my stomach like i kind of have a sensitive stomach and so a lot of them were making me cramp or like feel ill and if you've ever run and cramped you know that that's like the worst thing ever um and so there's this one brand that i really like it's called morton gels and i like love them and i use them religiously but i'm so over them that it's like <laughs> so bad Um, but to that end, like, it's so important in endurance sports that you're fueling before during and after as well. And so that's meant that I've had to pay like really close attention to my nutrition. So it's like the night before a really long run, like you've got to make sure you're getting in enough carbs. Like I can't just be out here having a salad or having like something, you know, that doesn't have enough carbs in it. Because the next day when I get up and try and run for three and a half hours, my body will not have anything in its system to allow me to do that. Um, and then the morning of it's like figuring out how to get enough carbs in before your run. So I do a lot of like honey stinger waffles or things like that, but people will do like protein waffles with banana and honey and things like that. Um, during weird gels, don't take them unless you're doing an endurance
0: sport. They're weird and disgusting. <laughs> like- I have to do the honey stinger chews when we ran the half. Like I couldn't and it was I remember Bobby he did gels too and he yep. said that exact same thing that he was so sick of them by the end of it especially during the marathon um but he was like he doesn't want to chew because it he yep. didn't want it to like affect his breathing or anything and I will say I had to chew those like honey stinger chews with my mouth wide open because I was like <laughs> breathing in and out of my mouth while chewing <laughs> that's so gross they're so gross I- so sorry to everyone around me but yeah. we're doing what we gotta do you,
1: you, you've gotta do what you've got to do you know and like there's something in my, and I, this is not how this works but like in my brain the gels and the weird goos like work better than the chews I don't I know I, it. it's less energy expended to chew yes. it and I'm like it digests faster because it's not in like ah, yeah. solid form
0: Already, you don't have to work on digesting it
1: right and so like actually the morden gels i really like i won't nerd out on it but it's really interesting it's like this new science that it like in it digests into your bloodstream faster or something so it like bypasses a certain part of the process i don't know i'm not i'm no biologist but it is supposed to work better and like basically stop you from having stomach discomfort anyways so like a quicker absorption right Yes. Like a quicker absorption rate. And it works for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I love those. And then another thing that I found really crucial with an endurance sport is after fueling as well, because you would not think so, but I have found as like, I've been training for months now for this. So I've had like lots of experiences that if I don't eat something with like carbs and protein in it within 30 minutes to an hour, I would even say 30 minutes after Mm -hmm. I run, I will feel so exhausted for the rest of the day. Like I will be deceased, done. Like don't contact me, don't text me, probably asleep. <laughs> like <laughs> that's it. But if I do like manage to get like down at a granola bar or even like anything at that point really that has carbs and protein in it right after a long run, I just feel so much better And I recover better. I feel better the next day. I can like get up and like go about my life and not be so kind of rattled by the experience. And so that has also become really important. Um, Another thing is like electrolytes. I've never really thought about electrolytes before, um, but that has been a big part. Yeah, like you've got to, you have to. I even have like these weird chewable electrolytes. Yes. All of these weird, these weird, like, runner things, but, uh, like, I have electrolytes in my water, electrolytes chews, electrolytes everywhere. Somebody, Haley, you'll laugh at this. Somebody, the other day, I was feeling not well on a run, and my friend goes, oh, I have a salt packet if you want it. And I was like. Table? Like, table salt? salt. She goes, yeah, I got it from a cafe on the way here. (laughs) excuse me. She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, take and give. It's one of those little t- like salt things. She goes, here you go. Like, just put it on your tongue, and I promise it'll be fine. And I was like, no way. And she's like, Yep, do it. Did it tasted like sugar, which was crazy. Interesting. Apparently, if your body really needs salt, that um, yeah. it tastes like sweet so i literally like downed a a table salt packet it was that bad so
0: that is absolutely amazing i remember one of the biggest things that happened to bobby when he was running his marathon is like literally a mile out a mile from the finish Hamstring cramps. No, and he just had to like stop. He was like at the part where we were watching because it like the mile yeah. went down and then lapped around. So literally, like the last part of right. the, and he just like is stopping, like keeled over. Yeah, <laughs> the so electrolytes so have scary. expired. Yes. Yes. They expired years ago, like you're gone. they're not in there anymore. They were at mile fifteen. you're at mile twenty five you 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 were gone. that sodium potassium channel is doing them dirty
1: exactly it's it's literally crazy. What happens if you don't like check all these boxes and like have enough carbs, have enough electrolytes, have enough sodium like it's
0: crazy. yeah, it's literally um I try to think sometimes I'm like, what other sport is there? Other than like running, where you're actually physically active for hours at a time. And unless it's like a marathon row, like a or row, like a triathlon. Even then that's still like based on, like it came from the right, running. Right. But I feel like- making it harder. Right. But like because there's no other because you I mean, you have halves. You have five Ks. I mean, those are short. Right parties halves full marathons ultras 50s 70s like it's insane it's just the amount of time that your body can spend doing this one thing
1: which is crazy as long as you fuel it which is like the whole like I think it's such an interesting caveat to it it's like you can go and your body will go and go and go as long as you fuel it right the second that you don't fuel it and take in carbs and electrolytes, your body will shut down. Yes. It will put you on your butt before like you like, yeah, it's just, it's such a, an interesting thing.
0: So it is so interesting. Oh, cool. Well, we're going to finish off with some rapid fire questions. Just how I'm going to finish off these interviews from now on, but I just want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind. So first one is your biggest piece of advice for anyone trying to get into fitness or running.
1: I think um, my biggest piece of advice is to do it scared. Like you're going to be intimidated and you're going to be scared and you're going to, cause life is scary and intimidating and like new sports are, Um, but find a friend convince somebody to go with you and do it scared start yeah. you've got to start somewhere
0: love it absolutely love it. i remember when i first started crossfit that was like same thing with you with coming into cross at carolina crossfit i had even been doing crossfit when i came to carolina crossfit and i was still so freaking scared to go to a new gym just because the level of fitness there was so yeah. elevated like people there were just so much more fit than yeah. anyone else i'd ever worked out beside Okay, next one. Your favorite food in the entire world? Uh, Pizza, 100%. (laughs) And I live in New York. so, So let that sink in. We literally have been, I mean, you know where we live. Village Idiot is right below there every like yeah. friday we have started ordering a large pepperoni pizza and they're like just classic pepperoni pizza is so good it is so good. now i want pizza i'm like what time is it
1: <laughs>
0: i love pizza, pizza. Wrong, it never gets old never never never, never. okay and then last one one thing that you think all women everywhere need to hear eat more protein <laughs> more protein yes man protein i swear it will make you feel so much
1: better. Trust me. I feel like that's so true. I feel like even now, like if I under eat protein and I have to like really think about it to make sure it happens. But um, I think, yeah, eat more
0: protein. You'll feel great. I think it's a really weird phenomenon. Like I was talking to Bobby about this the other day when, because this past couple weeks, I haven't been meal prepping. And if anyone knows me, if I do not meal prep, it. Like I do not count macros because I don't want to gain weight. I count macros because if I don't, I don't eat. Um, That's always like that thing that I revert back to. That's really not good for me. Um, So I haven't been meal prepping. And so I've been grossly under eating the past couple of weeks. And so I looked at Bobby one day and I was like I don't know how I used to ever live like this all the time like once you get used to how good you feel when you do really learn how to fuel your body I am like crawling I'm like dragging my way through life and I'm like how did I do this all the time? <laughs> it makes no sense it's crazy. And like, even like how you feel at the gym, like
1: I like life, but like the gym, like you just feel so much better and like you recover better and you just like can do more. And then like in life, you like, you wake up and you're not tired. Like, you know how there's like a distinct difference between like, you wake up and like, you like are so tired and like, it's so hard to get out of bed. And then you wake up and you're like, I'm ready to take on the day like it is seriously such a big difference i found with eating protein between like those two wake ups and i would much rather choose the one where i wake up and like it's a great day so
0: you wake up and you're like i'm ready i'm awake i'm ready to go let's go there is like something so true to that i was talking to um a perspective client the other day and she was like it's just so hard to get out of bed in the morning and I used to not feel this way and I'm like girl like that's like people don't realize that the way that you eat is yeah. a direct like has a direct effect on the way that you sleep and if you are not recovered and eating to the point where you can recover during that sleep process it is so tanked and it's when that oh my gosh I even felt like that this entire past week where it's just like you wake up and it's you're awake but you're not there yep, yep. It's like the on.
1: Fog, yeah like lights on no one's home like <laughs> rain <laughs> fog like you can't get the day started you need caffeine which then like I, like I love coffee don't get me wrong but like if I haven't slept well or like eaten well it's like that kind of spiral of like I need yeah. a coffee to wake up but then I'm still not fully awake. So then I have another coffee, but then I like don't feel good in the afternoon because I've had too much caffeine. So like, sometimes then you have another coffee, but then I'm you like, can't.
0: I'll fix it. I'll fix it.
1: <laughs> yeah. But then you, then you can't sleep.
0: So then you have a bad sleep and then it, you spiral out of control. He's so was, like, such an issue such an issue oh my gosh well this has been so much fun thank you so much for coming on the podcast and being our first interview (laughs) ever I knew it had to be you and I'm so glad that it was this conversation has just honed that in that factor in but this has been so much fun thank you so much for your time thank you love you (laughs) love you Hold on, I'll stop. Her. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Hopefully you got some value. If you did and you want to learn more about how Strong as Hail can help you achieve all your health and fitness goals, DM me on Instagram at strong_as_hale for more information and I'll be in touch. See you next time.